Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. You can get a 50% discount when you join the community and you'll get access to all our premium articles and locked archive. We will also be supporting independent, responsible media at a crucial time when our democracy is in peril. Your support is greatly appreciated. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 11 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. Unfortunately, sadly, Bob Seska will not be joining us. It is just Justin and I. Justin, he, how are you? He fell, I'm great. I, I, I'm so sad about Bob. He fell into a black hole and he's gone forever. No, no <laughs> it's not, that's not true. That's not true. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. No, no, All right, yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah, no, basically scheduling conflict. Um, uh, most all down to me that, that my kid's school got closed down due to COVID outbreak. Uh, so it's messed everyone's schedule up. But uh, Bob, um, for all you lovely members, Bob will be releasing an audio version of his article. Uh, so that will be for members only um, because he wasn't on the podcast. Uh, we are experimenting with doing audio articles now, um, you know, because why not? Uh, anyway, Justin. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm looking yeah. forward to yet another snowstorm. Is there, there's going to be another one. Oh, wait, you didn't know? Yeah, like Sunday going into Monday, we're going to get like another seven, oh, eight inches. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's fun, but they canceled school. They canceled school for from, from my kid last week because of one inch of snow. One well, inch. Well, school was supposed to be closed on Monday anyway, so the kids were kind of annoyed about that. They were like, oh, dude, what a waste of a snowstorm, right? No, There's no snow day if there's no school in the first place. But, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, um, anyway, it's just another, like, I was just talking to parents in the park with my, I went to the park with my kid, uh, and they're all the other parents whose kids have been, you know, they're at school. They're not in school because of outbreaks. And they're all just like, this is Groundhog Day. We've just, I feel like, I live the same day over and over and over and over and over and over again. And that's parenthood anyway, right? Yeah, pretty but much. It becomes worse, it's exacerbated with COVID. It just makes everything crazier and crazier. Uh, do you trust me? I was, like I said, like I said before we even started, I did that for 18 months straight. Yeah. The kids in the house the whole time. And I was sitting with Jordan every single day from school start to school end. Because I had to be his paraprofessional, you know he can't he can't do virtual schooling by himself. So I was with him the whole time. So <sighs> yeah, I'm not really looking forward to them going virtual again. I'm really kind of hoping that doesn't happen, but I don't know. I think, I, I think so. From what I understand now, from the reading of, of Doctor Anthony Anthony Fauci was saying today that basically everybody's going to get Omicron. That's what I I I think this is the how how the game sort of how it ends. Is yeah, basically, every- COVID's going to kill itself. Yeah, it, it infects everybody. Everybody gets a degree of immunity. Um, you know, the pandemic then sort of like, you know, it, it lessens in severity. Weaker strains are more prevalent because it spreads faster, evades vaccines, um, you know. So, I mean, this is, I think, the story of pandemics. You get about two years of this stuff. 
um, and then it kind of dies down. So it might seem awful to everybody at the moment, but I th- I think I don't want to write. I don't want to set this in stone. I'm not writing this in stone, but I think this is basically we're approaching kind of the end of it. But it's still important to note, and I swear to God, I'm still having this fucking argument with people. Yeah. Oh no, vaccines don't work. Yes, they do. It yes, keeps you do. out of the hospital, even if you get, even if you still get infected with COVID. The vaccines keep you out of the hospital. They keep you from getting seriously ill and uh, dying. No. Or I mean, even if it's even if even if Omicron is not as vicious as the other versions. It's still it's, killing unvaccinated people. And it's still because it, it's still infecting so many more people that it's still clogging the hospitals, which means it's also killing people who don't have COVID. It's killing car crash victims. It's killing women who are having difficult pregnancies and their children. Yep. It's killing heart attack victims because they can't get to a hospital because all these morons who are like, I don't need no goddamn vaccine are stuck in a hospital because yes, you did need a fucking vaccine and now you're killing people who needed the hospital. Good job. Yeah. Thanks this a is lot. People don't, I, I, you know, I can, the school shut, my, my kid's school shut. Um, and it's because of unvaccinated people, right? It, it, and, and it's not, not directly, but it's because the hospital, they're, they're having these, um, these mandates, these basically like shutting schools down quickly to stop the spread and they're trying to stop the spread because the hospital systems are cutting uh, are clogging up and the hospital systems clog up it means everybody else suffers that's the problem that we're having so we want to solve this problem get vaccinated like just get vaccinated it's i mean I, seriously my it, anastasia it, anastasia was nine years old when this started and she understood the concept of flatten the curve why is this so complicated for people right Right, yeah, it's I, I, I can't understand it. I can't understand it. Well, look, we've got a um, we'll, we'll be talking a bit more about COVID and uh, COVID unvaccinated victims of COVID, um, uh, later on in the show. So uh, today, uh, da 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 da, we've got a good show for you. We're going to be talking about um, uh, Supreme Court ruling, uh, Mister Unvaccinated, uh, Glenn Beck. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna laugh. I'm not gonna laugh. You're a better person than I am. I am not a good person. I'm a better person than you are, Justin. I'm a I'm a morally superior person. Um, uh, Clearly, I get why I get why you would laugh though. I struggle like not to, you know, like obviously don't want the guy. Anyway, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, we are going to talk about all the liberals crapping on Joe Biden, and then we are going to have our both sides segment. And our both sides segment is. Um, Basically, every week we do a, seg- a segment where we uh, the media has this ongoing, ludicrous sort of um, what would you even call it? It's like a paradigm they exist in that they have to both sides everything. Man, it's not a paradigm; it's a pathology. It's a pathology. Yeah, right. And and so we're gonna do we do a segment every week where we discuss where we talk about both sides are just the same. Where we give you an example of something just batshit crazy insane from the Republicans um, to illustrate that, no, both sides are not just the same. So anyway, uh, Justin, I'll hand the over the Supreme Court ruling over to you. Um, you put, okay, so this is what I wrote about last week. Um, it's not as god-awful as I was, was, I was worried about, but it's just a step in that direction. Um, the Supreme Court decided that 
the government, the federal government of the United States, does not have the ability to direct um, corp- uh, corporations or companies with 100 or more employees to mandate vaccines um, because it, the Supreme Court, in their infinite wisdom, has decided that COVID is not a workplace hazard, um, which is bonkers insane. That's not even like you. There's no rationale for that at all. If you'd listened to the arguments, like even a little bit, you could tell that they weren't even interested in reality. They had an ideological point to make and they were fucking going to make it no matter what. I mean, at one point, um, wait, who was it? Not, not Kavanaugh. Um, oh my God. His name just disappeared out of my head. The other Gorsuch was saying that, you know, the flu kills hundreds of thousands of people a year. So we don't regulate the flu. And it's like, okay, you're a Supreme Court justice. You obviously are smart enough to know better than that. And if you didn't know better, it wouldn't have taken you very much effort to figure that out, which means he was either lying or he didn't care that he was lying. It was pure ideology. It was had nothing to. It was completely disassociated from reality. He wanted to make a point. The Republicans on the Supreme Court do not believe that the uh, the federal government has the ability to regulate anything, and therefore they shouldn't. I'm surprised they did not use this case to just shut down the entire concept. I know that's what they wanted to do. They just didn't go quite far enough this time. It's just a step in that direction, though. They did, however, allow graciously that any um, any um, organization that takes Medicare or Medicaid money, they do have to um, accept that mandate because they are directly taking federal government money. Right. But anyone else? Nope. You're free to not let your not vaccinate your have your employees vaccinate. And you can just go on and just spread COVID as much as you want because Republicans are a goddamn death cult. I think that's the only way you can really translate this, right? I mean, if the court wasn't um, an ideologically um, sort of bent, um, what's the word? Uh, you know, if it, if it wasn't packed full of radical conservatives... Um, would you even call them conservatives? I wouldn't even call them conservatives. Oh, no, they're not. They're just straight-up extremists at this point. They're just right-wing extremists. Right, and it's it's like a, you know, it's, it's basically a death cult. No, it, it is basically a death cult. And anything related to COVID now, because the orange one politicized the virus to such an extreme degree, uh, now any decisions, any policy decisions around COVID um, when it comes to in Magaland, uh, have got to be, you know, you've got to toe the line. You've got to do whatever Donald Trump says is okay. So now, you know, um, mandating vaccines or um, whatever it is, or masks to go into stores or whatever, is going to be up on the, you know, in any, every other normal country. Yeah, it's an assault on freedom here. Everywhere else, it's just like, oh, of course you would do that. You're saving lives. What's wrong with you? Right, 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 but not 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 in America, where the the debate has been so grotesquely manipulated and so grotesquely um, skewed uh, because of what Trump did 
during the basically during the whole of 2020. Like, this is what really gets to me is that I, people don't really understand. I think it's very difficult to kind of see just how damaging somebody like Trump is and was to the country because this is how this is what he's done to the sort of political to discourse in the country. He's he's wrecked it beyond repair. It was already close to being beyond repair. Right. And, yep. and, but this guy is just in fact, he's infected everything. He's infected public discourse. He's infected the political system to such a degree now that it's sort of now, now, now um, the Supreme Court are making political decisions about COVID. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. And the thing, the thing that kills me about it is that, right, this is a deliberate political ploy, right? Like you had all the you had all the right wingers on Twitter screaming about how it's a great day for America, right? And the same people who thought January sixth was a great day for America. And in seven months or so, eight months or so, when you know the midterms are in full swing, these are going to be the same people who are going to be out there screaming, "Why hasn't Joe Biden gotten rid of COVID? Oh my God, look at all the people that are sick and died and blah, blah, blah. And this is all Joe Biden's fault. COVID's still here and it's all Joe Biden's fault. And I swear to you, I swear to God, the press is going to sit there and go, yeah, Joe Biden promised to get rid of COVID and he hasn't. And they're not going to say a goddamn word about how Republicans have done everything possible to keep COVID spreading as much as, as they could. They're just not going to say anything about it at all because they're already not doing that. They're already complaining about Joe Biden hasn't gotten rid of COVID and just erasing everything that Republicans have done about it. They've erased everything, all the sabotage, all the Republican sabotage just doesn't exist. It's all Joe Biden's fault. And that's what they're going to do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna talk about this more later as well. Uh, this, sense te- this appears to be the general climate right now is it, blame Biden for absolutely everything, even though it's it, a lot of the time it's clearly not his fault, right? Also with the economy, um, you, you know, there's the he's getting blamed for the economy. He's he's getting blamed for inflation, right? This is we'll. we'll I just want to bring this up quickly, right? There's, it's interesting. Joe Biden's getting blamed for inflation, where um, basically there are supply problems, that the supply chain is being severely disrupted. And it, it looks like you know inflation's going to calm down this year. Um, but Joe Biden's being blamed for this as if he has control, right? As if he has yeah. control over... And they say, oh, you know, he's pumped all this money into the economy. Yeah, that's what every Western government did. That's what every government did on the planet. Right. In fact, they've been relatively muted. The U.S. government has, has done relatively little compared to um, uh, the rest of the country, uh, rest of the world. But if Joe Biden does it, if Joe Biden does it, right, it's socialism and communism, and he doesn't understand economics. And uh, you know, th- this is, he's going to tank the economy. And even even if the economy is doing really well, they don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it as well. All right. So look, um, the the we're also. Um, we'll circle uh, Glenn, back to that. <laughs> we'll circle back to that, right? So Glenn Beck, our friend Glenn Beck, uh, is you know um, who actually was at one point. Um, Glenn Beck wasn't actually he he was against Trump. He stood up uh, to Trump. Yeah, but then he wasn't making money. Yeah, then he then he pivoted quickly. 
Yeah, he 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 followed the money. He went where he went where he was going to, you know, get paid, and Trump gets him paid. So Glenn Beck, um, anyway, Glenn Beck uh, has COVID again, um, allegedly, he, but he's he's unvaccinated, right? So Glenn, he's he's an anti-vaxer. He's been um, he's apparently he's uh, taking ivermectin for this. He says Glenn Beck says he has COVID again and it's hit his lungs, but he's taking ivermectin. Um. This is a story in, in the Daily Beast. Uh, conservative talk radio host Glenn Beck has fallen sick with coronavirus again. This time around, the former Fox News host turned conservative media mini mogul said Wednesday afternoon the illness has progressed into his lungs. I'm so sad about this. I'm very broken up. Yeah, I mean, look, like he's got, um, he's got, he's clearly not a sort of a fit, robust. He's, I don't know how old he is. He must be in his sixties now, Glenn Beck. Yeah, he did put on a bit of weight after his days on Fox News. Yeah, so he's he's uh, got COVID. Um, <laughs> he's got COVID, and he's treating it with ivermectin, which we know doesn't work. Um, so, <laughs> and he's been taking monoclonal antibody cocktail, which has been shown to be somewhat effective. Oh, if he's uh, taking the right one, there's three yeah. versions, and two of them don't work for uh, um, for Omicron. Right, right. Uh, so, but he said that the it's getting into his lungs. This can it can be dangerous. So I'm I'm just you know this is basically it's not great news for for someone of that age. It would be quite worrying, and particularly if you're unvaccinated. And again, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, unvaccinated COVID um, people with uh, people who are unvaccinated with COVID are clogging up the healthcare system, and they're going to the emergency room. And Glenn, Glenn Beck could be another one in a long line of conservative uh, shock jocks who um, could be headed on his way to the emergency room, right? I mean, look, I, I don't want any, I, like, I'm not, I don't want people to die, right? I, I, I don't, I don't want, like, I've seen what COVID does to people. I've heard, like, you know, my uncle got it pretty badly, really badly, and I, I remember speaking to him on the phone, and I, I, I genuinely wouldn't wish that on, on anyone. It was pretty, it was awful. Um. So I hope the guy, you know, is okay. But for the love of God, for the love of God, like this is, if you want any more proof that these people are in a death cult, right? Yeah, it's, seriously. It's, it's a death cult. and, and Dying you know, for Trump. It's all because of Donald Trump. It, it, all of this is because of Donald Trump. I blame him almost entirely. I mean, there were multiple studies that showed that during the pandemic, uh, Trump was the major source of disinformation when it came to COVID-19. Well, right? I there blame were... Jared Kushner too, because he's one of the people who talked to talk to Trump and told him, let it spread in the blue states. It'll help us politically. If he'd explained to him, it's like, no, we can't, we can't, we have to stop this because it's going to spread to our red states and it'll hurt our people. Trump might have done something, but he didn't. So between the two of them, this is what we got. Right, right. And, you know, he's going to, all of his followers, I don't, I don't really follow the Glenn Beck world anymore. I know he, he was sort of, uh, although a lot of people have been talking to him recently, right? He's been getting a lot of traction with, he, he seems to be able to attract fairly big guests on his show. I mean, you know, he, he is complete. He was so insane that Fox, that Fox got rid of him. Yeah, well, you know, I guess if you're loud enough and crazy enough and you, you know, kiss ass enough, you'll eventually get back into Trump's good graces. 
Yeah, I mean, is this does this ever end? Apparently, you've got um, Candace Owens as well. Candace Owens uh, said this week that she would rather die than than get the COVID vaccine. And personally, I hope she gets her wish. But anyway, I'm not a good person that way. Now, there's always the possibility that Glenn Beck is lying through his teeth that he has COVID and that he'll be miraculously cured by something that he ha- he owns stock in, and then he'll just start hawking it on his uh, show all the time. But, you know, I'm a very cynical person that way, and these people are huge grifters. That's like all they do is grift, grift, grift. But, you know. Yeah. No, I, I, there might be that. And it, I, I, you know, I don't think you can believe that he's not vaccinated either. I think a lot of these guys, I think a lot of these conservative um, hosts are vaccinated uh, and they're making a killing off of, off of anti-vax rhetoric. Um, I think, you know, I've written oh, a lot. Sure. About- like Tucker Carlson's definitely vaccinated. Yeah, he has to be. Of course he's vaccinated, right? Jordan Peterson, vaccinated. Ben Shapiro vaccinated, but they're they're out there on Twitter every day riling up the anti-vaxxers and and portraying this as some like grand civil rights, you know, fight battle for their for their freedom and all this kind of stuff. Like, it's just absolutely, it's, it's utterly, utterly shameless. And just getting as many of their uh, they don't, they know they have an unlimited supply of followers, so it doesn't matter how many of them they get killed. So yeah, and, and speaking of which, um, I didn't, didn't mention this, but there's a, there is a uh, <clears throat> our good friend uh, Mr. Joe Rogan, who has been spreading um, anti-vax n- nonsense on his show for for well uh, over well over a year now. Uh, who then took um, uh, what did he take? He took ivermectin uh, to tr- ivermectin again, which doesn't work um, uh, to to treat his COVID. Um, and then live did a live Instagram feed on it. So millions of the Joe Rogan pros are going to be dosing themselves up with, uh, with ivermectin uh, to treat COVID, which again, doesn't work. But this happened on his, his show today, right? Uh, which was, was amazing. Um, so we had on a guy named Josh Seps, who is a, an Australian comedian, I think seems like a very bright guy. And, um, Rogan brought up it was his favorite hobby horse, which was that uh, the vaccine causes myocarditis in young men, in young people, particularly in in young boys rather, uh, or young or like uh, teenagers. So he's been touting this this statistic, right? I don't know where he got this statistic from. His um, ass. Yeah, his ass, right? The, the, <laughs> this is one of the reasons because he told people not to get the vaccine. Right, he said, like, if you're young, you don't need to get it, right? Which is just bullshit, right? It's bullshit. All um, nonsense. Right, it's all nonsense, and he's he's been out there every day spreading this 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 nonsense. He's been called out on it a few times on his show, um, but the conservative media world loves Joe Rogan, and there was an amazing thing that happened on his show with this guy, Josh Sepps and Josh Sepps just, it was, it was about as definitive, a, um, put down a dism- He just dismantled Rogan's point completely. And Rogan, like, anyway, I'll play the clip because it's really interesting. It's, 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 it's only a minute and a half. So, um, I'll play the clip and you, you can hear what happened. Here we go. For young boys in particular, there's an adverse risk 
associated with the vaccine. It's like yes. a two to four fold increase in the instances of myocarditis. Yes, but you know what? Hospitalization. The, you know that there's an increased risk of myocarditis in among that age cohort from getting COVID as well, which exceeds the risk of myocarditis from the vaccine. I don't think that's true. I don't think it it's is. true. I don't. No, no, no. I don't think it's true that there's an increased risk of myocarditis from people catching COVID that are young versus increased risk of myocarditis from the vaccine. No, there is. There's both. Proof. Well, let's look that up because I don't think that's true. <laughs> There's myocarditis more common after COVID-19 infection than vaccination. But is this with children? Uh, yeah, we're talking about young people. Men and boys aged under 30 after this is what it says here. With, with children is the issue. Well, no, we were talking about 15-year-olds. Well, we're talking about young children. Male so, child. Yes, 12 to 17. 12 to 17, more likely develop myocarditis within three months of catching COVID at a rate of 450 cases per million infection. This compares to 67 cases of myocarditis per million at the same time following their second dose of Pfizer. Yeah, so you're about eight times likely to get myocarditis from getting COVID than from getting the vaccine. That's interesting. Now, that, that is said, not what I've read before, but also it's like, when, even when we're reading these things, it's like, what are we getting this from? Is this from well, the VAERS report? But even from the VAERS reports, when they report this stuff, it's like the amount of people that report, the um, like it's the under-reporting. End clip. Oh my God, he's the fucking worst. <laughs> I, had to, I had to keep, I, I wanted to scream the entire time. The entire time you were playing that, I wanted to scream because he's so fucking disingenuous so it's disingenuous wild. it's wild it's really wild right like he's he was you know first of all it was like young men then it's young children or like he keeps shifting the goalposts then you can't trust the data then it's like that's not what he's read like he's right read as, some... soon, as soon as as soon as he came as soon as his definitive information was just like Oh, but where are we getting this information from? Well, where the fuck did you get your information from? Why is yours better than the one that you didn't like? And then he started bringing up VAR, uh, the VARs, and it's like, oh my god, that's self-reporting. Do you know? Do you know the thing about the Hulk with the VARs reporting? Do you know about that? What's that? The oh my god, All right, you know what VARs is right? The 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 self-reporting. A guy, literally, he he literally reported on VARs. That the vaccine made him turn green and super <laughs> strong and turned him into the Hulk. And it stayed on there. Like it was, li he literally said the vaccine turned him into the Hulk. And because yeah. it's self reporting and they don't really check it, it stayed on there. And they didn't take it off. Like they didn't say, okay, this is bullshit. They didn't pull, and they pulled it off. They didn't do that. People go on there all the time and lie through their teeth. I mean, obviously some of it's true and they do check it, but a whole bunch of people are going to go, like, especially anti-vaxxers, you know they go under all the time. And it's like, oh, yeah, I took the vaccine and my arm fell off because they're liars and they're fucking crazy. So if you're using VARs as your proof for anything, you are a liar or a moron or you're Joe Rogan. So it's crazy. Yeah, that these people are. I, I know some people in that kind of world and the Joe Rogan and the New Age. We talked about this on the podcast before. And they all bring up VARs. They all bring it up all the time as if it's like some credible, like, you know, peer reviewed meta analysis of, 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 of the data, which it isn't. It's not. It's, it's like, it's interesting. I know people 
like in in the sort of new age world, they think I. This is how fucking nuts they are. They think I, I talked to this one woman. I was I got into conversation with her on 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 Facebook, and she was telling me that she knows people who have died from the vaccine. She's like, I know people who have died from the vaccine and people who have died from COVID. So I'm like, you really? You really? No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Know she doesn't. She doesn't know anyone that's died from the fucking vaccine. Uh, right. I'm sorry, just for the audience, if you have no idea what VARS is, we, we're, we're talking about it. We haven't said what it is. It, it, it's V-A-E-R-S, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. It is completely voluntary, completely open to the public, and you can literally go on there and say, the vaccine made me turn into the Incredible Hulk, and it will accept that as a valid report because you can report literally anything, and they will go and check it at some future date. That's all it's for, is for the public to list things that they think happened with the vaccine, just in case. That's all it is. Right, right. And, and like, you know, this, this guy on Joe Rogan, um, he put Joe Rogan straight. He set him straight. Like, but, but did he, though? Like I said, like we were talking about this before. Like in two weeks, I, I could almost guarantee that Joe Grogan's going to start talking about how, oh, yeah, you know, the vaccine can uh, give you uh, blah, my, whatever he was saying, myocardial, whatever, blah, 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 for kids. So it's not really safe. And he's going to completely erase this conversation that ever happened because right, it's yeah. a talking point and it's a useful one. Right, 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 right. I mean, yeah, I, I hope that this does something to dent his at least does something to dent his messaging on this right it's like he's one of the most dangerous people when it comes to the pandemic he hosts people he's not qualified to talk to any of these people he's not qualified to talk to doctors he's not qualified to talk to scientists he's not qualified to talk to epidemiologists he's not qualified to talk about COVID-19 he's not qualified to do anything other than be a comedian right that's that's where like his whole just asking questions routine is it is just nonsense, right? He's a he doesn't know anything, and his opinion is not important. Yet more people trust him than they trust you know, the major news networks. I think there was some study out that showed that people trust Joe Rogan more than like CNBC and CNN and ABC News. They think right, that Rogan he's, is important. He's a he's one of the common men, and I'm like, yes, okay, but do you want him to perform heart surgery on you? After all, he's just like you, right? You trust yeah. him, don't you? No, right. fuck that. No, I don't yeah. think so. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, when you when you're in hospital dying of COVID, are you going to go for the Joe Rogan protocol, or are you going to listen to what the fuck the doctors say? Uh, there are some stuff. people who are going to listen to Joe Rogan, and you know what? Those people die. Yeah, they do, and they have, they have. Um, so yes, so this is where uh, uh, vaccine disinformation. Um, uh, this is what happens with vaccine disinformation. It, it can kill you, and it has. And this is why I just Joe Rogan is one of the worst people. Like I just genuinely, I, I find it hard to dislike him as a person because I, because he's friendly and you know quite funny. Uh, but this he's this pandemic he has shown his true colors, and it's bad. No, really it's bad. just it's just how much money can I make by making people suffer. And I know you know what he can be funny. He can be very personable. It still makes he's still a very bad person. Bad, and I'm sure yeah. he, I'm sure he doesn't think he's a bad person. No, he's a very bad person. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's he's doing something incredibly damaging. Fuck Joe Rogan. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, 
So, okay, uh, next, uh, moving on to uh, Joe Rogan and all the liberals who are crapping all over Joe Biden. I wanted to read you a little tweet thread from our friend uh, Jenk Uger, Jenk the Horrible. Um, he talks about, he said, okay, so he's blaming every, he's blaming the voting rights uh, legislation failures on Joe Biden. The fact that the Democrat, he says, the fact that the Democratic Party will do absolutely nothing for four years is unbearable. Moderates will feel even more betrayed because they believed in Biden. Um, there are di- there are so many different realities in the country now. The biggest one is the least talked about between the young and the old. Younger generations pretty much despises capitalism. Uh, but by the way, I don't fully agree. He writes, and older generations have been brainwashed by corporate media into loving it. Um, he says uh, Democrats must go to populist left to win, but there's no chance they'll do that because Democratic leadership hates populist progressives thousand times more than Republicans. People funded by corporations are not going to go populist. We're in real danger of losing our democracy. Um, he's been ra- he's been on a rant for the last few days about how bad um joe biden is like everything is like everything is joe biden's fault everything um he writes uh what else did he write no one should give joe biden credit for any speech do something and then we'll give you credit until then it's the same old song and dance zero credibility right Uh, and what's he supposed to do yeah Right, he said Joe Biden has pro- he's promised to forgive ten thousand dollars in federal student loan debt per borrower. He was lying. He never meant it. It was a marketing ploy to trick people into voting for him. Even though he has the power to do it, he chose not to do it, and he has no excuse for not doing it. Since he can take executive action, his favorite excuse of mansion and the parliamentarian don't apply here. So everyone on planet Earth, except the mainstream media reporters, know it's a lie. Right, this okay. is it's, it's a very popular meme. Um, amongst the, amongst the far left, right at the moment, very popular meme that that um, Joe Biden is basically responsible. Everything that Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin are doing to hold up voting rights and the um, uh, the infrastructure package uh, is apparently all Joe Biden's fault. Right, and that's convenient because it lets them. It lets them do what they've always wanted to do, which is bitch about Democrats without, A, offering any solutions, B, naming the actual problem, right? I mean, I this, this was a whole conversation I had with somebody. You know, he was screaming about how all the Democrats are centrists and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, name all the, name all the Democrats that are against the infrastructure bill. And I point out, it's like, Everyone in the House voted for it, and every senator except two wanted to vote for it. So who is this all the Democrats you're talking about? And we spent hours talking about this one thing because he didn't want to talk about that. He just wanted to complain about how much he hated Democrats without actually talking about the fact that it was two Democrats. Because the whole point is, you can't talk about the fact that it's just two. You have to talk about all of them. It has to be all the Democrats. I hate all the Democrats because that's the narrative. If you right. just say the, the rest of the Democrats were all in on this, it's just these two assholes that are fucking it up. Well, then the solution to that is give the Democrats another two um, uh, senators and 
that stops. That goes away. Now the now the um the the Senate no longer is beholden to President Manchin and President Cinema, but they don't want to talk about that. They never want to talk about that because that's an actual solution. Instead, they'd rather just sit there and complain and bitch and moan about how much they hate Democrats, and then kick back and do nothing. That's always what it is. Don't do anything. Just complain. Yeah, and look, I, I pick on Jake um, Eagle because he's the biggest. He, he's the mouthiest out of all of them, out of all of the, the progressives, uh, the Bernie Sanders mob. Uh, but you see it absolutely everywhere. You see just this nonstop sort of uh, mudslinging at Joe Biden for all this stuff. When it's clearly not the guy's fault. It clearly is not his fault. He's an incredibly diff- difficult situation. And things like student loan stuff, right? It's like it's almost like you have to ignore all political realities and you just, oh yeah, just pass it. Just pass like, you know, climate change legislation. Just do it, you know? Like, it's politics. There are trade-offs, constant trade-offs that you have to do, right? You forgive the student loan debt thing, right? That has a knock-on effect. Then you don't get Manchin, you know, maybe Manchin's like, there's behind-the-scenes dealing going on with Manchin. Manchin saying, if you do that, then I can't support this. And you have no idea what these what the sort of um, horse trading that they have to do behind the scenes. So shitting on them and pretending that they're out there just lying to you and uh, Joe Biden is, is doing everything in his power to like not help students or like not, you know, help uh, uh, with climate change. It's just nonsense. It's just false. Whenever you read about, you know, you, his, Obama was very open about all this stuff, about all the deal-making that he had to do, particularly remember when they passed the Affordable Care Act? Right. Right? It was like he got, O'Biden got slammed. He got, you know, everyone's eyes sold out to the corporations. He didn't have a choice. He had no choice. The Blue Dog Democrats sunk uh, the public option, right? He had to make a deal. He got a better deal than anybody else has in history. Right? Was it a good? De- was it a great deal? No, it's better than it was before, though. Right? It's the art of politics. It's like Jenk Uger, who I think he came, he ran for office in California. I can't remember what it was a, for. And he got annihilated. Yeah, he got. He came in sixth. A distant right? sixth, too. Oh yeah. Right. No, it was. It was bad. It was. It was real bad. It was real bad. So anyway, so there you go. Like, well, I, well and the thing is, for them, it's you know. They they always go. It's like, well, I'd be, I'd rather have nothing than ha- I'd rather have no bread than half a loaf. And it's like, well, okay, but that works for you because you're not getting any of the bread in the first place. You know, like when it came to the Affordable Care Act, there were a lot of people that were like, well, they shouldn't do anything at all if they can't get Medicare for all. And I'm like, okay, but you're pro- talking from a position of you have health insurance. Yeah. What about all the millions of people that got it? then didn't have it before right. you know uh, uh, the ACA saved a lot of lives in the last decade like a oh, yeah. lot of lives and it saved people billions of dollars that they would have, they would have had to have spent on healthcare in other ways and they don't care it doesn't matter they would have rather have had nothing at all because they didn't get Medicare for all and I'm like but that's that's speaking from such a position of privilege it's so obnoxious. It's like, how many lives were you willing to trade to get what you to get nothing because you didn't get everything? Right. And that's, right. Later, when they started saying, and this this really pissed me off. It's like, 
well, if you don't fully support Medicare for all, you're a murderer. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you. You're the one that turned around and said we shouldn't have passed the ACA in the first place. You were literally willing to kill thousands of people a year because you didn't get what you wanted. You don't get to turn around and call me a fucking murderer now. You literally wanted to kill thousands and thousands of people because you didn't get what you wanted. Go yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, look, if, you, if they had any sort of electoral success anywhere, then they could say something. But Bernie Sanders has lost two presidential elections, like pretty badly, pretty handily. Right? Very bad. He got... Yeah. He got yeah, he, he he got he got beat by Hillary Clinton and beat by Joe Biden, right? And um, you know, it, it basically, um, I think it was both at least both times African American voters with a with a with a deciding sort of difference, right? Um, because rightfully so, I, I've always maintained this that African American voters in America are the savviest voters. They are the savviest voters by far. Right, because they have the most to lose when it comes to it. Like, historically speaking, the African Americans know exactly what they're getting from from the candidates. Right, they're very very savvy about who can win, what are they going to get, um, and they chose Hillary Clinton and they chose Joe Biden because they correctly believed that they they would have had a better chance against um, uh, Trump in in a general election. Right. Yeah, well, there's, so, there's a reason. There's a reason their supporters um, that uh, the Bernie supporters really don't like black voters. They've made no bones about that. Right. You wrote a good piece about that uh, a couple. Oh of weeks yeah. Ago. Yeah. There, so there were some angry responses to that, but whatever. We'll move on. Right. 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 You know. So. So. I, I would take all this more seriously if they won anything, but then they're going, "Oh no, it's because it's rigged." It's like, no, it's because. Your message doesn't resonate with a lot of people, uh, particularly in the middle of the country, and particularly African Americans who, um, who m- maybe, maybe have a like you know look. It's like Bernie Sanders policy stuff. I agree with Bernie Sanders on virtually everything. You know, I, I'm with him. Like I get it, but the thing is, is that you, you're not going to get. You have to win an election, right? It's like it's all. It's like Jeremy Corbyn in the UK. Yeah, I agree in principle with what Jeremy Corbyn, Jeremy Corbyn's platform. You know, it's it got everything I like. I like in it. Very green, very progressive. All about funding education and you know paternity leave, maternity leave, and et cetera, et cetera. I want all that stuff, but I also know that Bernie Sanders and Jeremy Corbyn are not capable of winning a presidential election or or, or a general election in the UK. They're just not up to it. Right. If you can't win the election, then you can't enact your agenda. If you can't enact your agenda, then what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? Yeah, you know, I came out for Bernie. I was I was for Bernie in 2016. Um, and I, I sort of, yeah, I just look back on my, and I just, I feel like even then I had like rose-tinted glasses. I felt that, you know, Bernie Sanders could do something. And I just, I, I just think I was wrong. I just think he can't win. I just think he's not leadership material. He's not presidential material. Right, he doesn't know how to make deals. He doesn't know how to like, you know, uh, get build broad coalitions. This is what you need to do in politics to win. Um, you know, Jeremy Corbyn couldn't do this. Bernie Sanders couldn't do this. Yeah, sorry, bye. You know, if you can't win, go home. Like, don't want to know about it. I'm not running for president. I don't think I could win a presidential election. I'm not going to bother pretending I could. Right? Actually, I don't think I could because I wasn't born here. 
But uh, anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, so look, let's move on to the uh, the, the final segment of the, the show today. Uh, we're going to go to our, um, uh, our segment, our favorite segment, which is both sides are just as bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, Justin, who do we have? Who do you have this week? Oh, boy. I've got this delightful character named Christopher Key. Now, if you don't know who he is, don't be surprised because he's a nobody. But he's um, he's very popular on the right because, you know, he's a super anti-vaxxer. Um, and now this guy has a bit of a history. I'm looking at the Daily Beast list. Um, he's been arrested already. Because he was running around the country um, with a bunch of guns, high-powered uh, assault rifles, and a fucking flamethrower, and he was promising—he was promising. Um, I'm sorry, he wasn't arrested for this actually, but he was promising to go after Republican. I'm sorry, Democratic governors and arrest them for vaccine mandates. Okay, because. Um, whatever sovereign citizen and he'll have sheriffs with me that usually when the Republicans talking about sheriffs, they're usually a sovereign citizen because they think that the only authority in the country is a sheriff. Anything above that is not uh, constitutional there. These people are crazy. Um, and so there was that. And mind you, if this guy was black or Muslim, he would have been hunted down by police because he was posting this online that he was going to do this. He would have been hunted down and shot already. But OK, but he wasn't because, you know, when you're a white conservative in this country and you're threatening terrorism, it's all good. You're good. You're fine. Go for it. But whatever. So now he he runs um, anti-COVID vaccine group called the Vaccine Police. And his latest thing is, is that um, in order to cure COVID. You should drink your own urine. It's called urine therapy. And the vaccine, this quote unquote, the va- this vaccine is the worst bioweapon I have ever seen. I drink my own urine. And that's how he makes sure that he stays safe from COVID. He drinks urine, his own urine. Because- but yeah, but both sides, Justin, both sides, uh, both sides, because, uh, uh, yeah, Joe Biden, uh, you know, um, didn't passed he didn't um student debt relief hasn't passed yet so therefore Therefore, both both sides are just as bad yeah republicans drink your own piss to cure covid joe biden not quite quick enough with um passing his entire legislative agenda in 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 the first six months of his presidency um i mean yeah this seems to be like an upgrade from injecting yourself with bleach but because you know drinking urine's not going to kill you so i guess that's an improvement but, you know, these people are fucking crazy. And there really is nothing like this on the other side. There, really, there just isn't. Right. Okay. So, look, so my, my one um, this week is, um, I would say, it's, it's necessarily just, yeah, I don't know. It is. I think it's another example of, of just how cowardly and despicable made, made, mainstream Republicans, major Republicans are. So this was um, uh, Lindsey Graham, right? Senator Lindsey Graham said this week that he won't support Mitch McConnell for the GOP leadership um, unless he has a working relationship with Trump. Good God. Right? So, again, this is a, this is a senator, a sitting senator, uh, a major Republican, 
who is basically say he sold his soul, right? Um, uh, so Mitch McConnell was up for uh, obviously re-election for the Senate GOP Senate leader. He said, if he doesn't have a working relationship with former President Donald Trump, he said, elections are about the future. If you want to be a Republican leader in the House or the Senate, you have to have a working relationship with President Donald Trump. He uh, he told Sean Hannity this. He's added that Trump was the most consequential Republican since Ronald Reagan and that he could handily win the GOP nomination if he wanted it and be re-elected president in 2024. Lindsey Graham says, he said, here's the question. Can Senator McConnell effectively work with the leader of the Republican Party, Donald Trump? I'm not going to vote for anybody that can't have a working relationship with President Trump to be a team, to come with an America first agenda, because if you can't do that, you will fail. Wow. Right. This level of cowardice, this level of like subservience um, to a fashion, oh, wow, is just. I just think that this is look as bad as Joe Manchin is, as bad as, as Kirsten Cinema is. They're not fascist appeasers, right? They're not willing to thr- like Mitch McConnell. Mitch, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm not. I'm not defending Mitch McConnell here by by any means, right? But like. This guy is is about as loyal um, uh, a Republican as you could, uh, and and a sort of uh, well respected um, Republican as you could ever get, right? Uh, we, 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 in sort, he's a classic kind of Republican arsehole. He's not a fascist, Mitch McConnell, right? He's not a fascist. He's just a bastard, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, he is. A, he is a piece of shit. <laughs> Right, he he he's a, he's a real bastard, Mitch McConnell. Right, like he's like a Dick Cheney Republican. Right, he's right. a if real. Trump, but if Trump died tomorrow, Mitch McConnell would not shed a single tear. <laughs> no, he right, right, right. He hates he he, he hates the the Trump mob as uh, too. Right, but 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 Lindsey Graham is so cowardly, is so cowardly that he's willing to throw. He's willing to. Uh, throw under the bus all of these old school Republicans, all of like the Dick Cheney's, the uh, 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 the Mitch McConnell's, all of them can just can, because he's so enamoured with um, with uh, his new Orange God. It's, well, it's just like he's so he's stuff. so weak. He's yeah. so weak. He has he has he can't stand on his own in any way, shape, or form. And he knows. Trumpism is the future of the party. Even after Trump is gone, he'll just latch on to whoever it probably Ron DeSantis. He'll just latch on to them next and be like, well, they're the successor to Trump and that's the future. And that's who we have to, that's who I have to, you know, get on my knees for. Yeah. So again, both sides, like, I'm sorry, you just don't see this kind of behavior on, on, from Democrats. You just don't like, it just doesn't happen. Right. I have as, as much, as many issues as I have with Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin and some other Democrats, like n- none of them are n- not a single Democrat is anywhere near as bad as Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham is one of the, cause he also knows better as well. Like he, he, we know that he knows better, but he's still willing. He's still, you know, will just kiss the ring. That's Publicly. just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Um, anyway, I think that's the show. Uh, for today uh, for our, our wonderful members you can listen to uh, Bob's members only article uh, audio this is the first time we've done this actually so um, Bob has Bob has released an audio version of his members only piece so you can listen to that and you can 
you can hear Bob's uh, uh, radio. He, Bob has got a wonderful radio voice, I have to say. He's got a fantastic, he's, he, he really is, uh, I feel like I'm, I won't ever match um, match Bob's uh, on-air talent. Yeah. I'm not um, jealous at all. <laughs> I'm not jealous. Yeah, right. So anyway, but he's he, he's reading his members only piece um, this week, so you can listen to that. There'll be a link on the newsletter website. You can just go there. You can listen to it. Also, if you're not a member, you can just um, get three months free, uh, do a free trial, don't pay anything, and you can get that and all of the other members only material that we post each week. Which uh, this week. Um, Justin, you did a fantastic piece this week Thank uh, you. Uh, as well. So you can read that. You can read my piece. I wrote a piece on um, – uh, what did I even write a piece on? Yeah, oh, well, okay, I got in a lot of trouble for this piece. Uh, <laughs> I'll bet. It's free to read. This was uh, this was Glenn's Greenwald, uh, a satirical piece written by Glenn Greenwald. But anyway, so a lot of readers didn't know that it was satire. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I noticed. I noticed a few comments that people didn't quite grasp that concept. It was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, your your piece on the Republican judges are out of control. This is very timely, given um, what's just happened in the Supreme Court. So you can read Justin's piece there as well. Um, if if you get a membership and um, yeah, follow us um, at the Daily Banter and then at Justin D Rosario and then at Bob underscore no bob seska underscore go i always mess up bobs it's pretty easy <laughs> to find. just type in bob seska in google and his twitter will come up sorry there you go uh, and we will see you next week all right adios